Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206-451-4220. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. Podcastville. You found the Bystander Podcast. Today, my guest is Jacob Chimey. How are you doing today? I'm well, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice to make your acquaintance and uh, hook up and team up with you. Jacob is the proud owner of a business called Donate Kitsap, and he has a website, donatekitsap.org, where he, well, I'll let him tell the story here, where he's basically offering free donation pickup through his moving and hauling business and trying to do more in the community with quarterly drives for food insecurity, pet food, coat drives, on and on. So first of all, you went to uh, Beverage High School, yeah? I did. I graduated 2017. And how was your experience at the high school? Um, I would say uh, it was up and down. I dropped out of high school actually during my junior year for a few months um, because I just was not focused. And I then shifted and started doing Running Start Mm -hmm. and um, ended up graduating with my class, but it was a tight couple of years there, uh, just finding out what I liked and enjoyed. So, And do you think that onus was on on you or the environment? I think it was on just learning. Uh, I was kind of lost and I was learning the things I liked. And I also... um, just kind of exited a lot of like sports. I was playing football and I ended up just being so inconsistent just in, you know, the mental space I was in Mm -hmm. that I didn't make it through the summer that year with practice. And it just, those type of things that are really important to be involved in, um, especially during junior year is the hardest year. You just can't really get behind too much. Um, Just kind of added up and I just got overwhelmed essentially. Had too much fun that summer, I think going, into the In, school year. Into your junior year? Yeah. I gotcha. But you did well enough to get into the University of Washington. Yeah. What what changed changed it around for you to get to that level? Because that's a pretty difficult school to get into. Yeah. Um, I would credit it to the Running Start program and just um, really determining what I wanted to, be, 
to do uh, because I uh, started my AB degree when I was still in high school. And then a- uh, AB degree means associate in business over at uh, Seattle Central. And so um, I got a head start on that during high school and then didn't apply anywhere for college while I was still in high school because um, I had such bad grades. They're probably in the two range. And um, then graduated high school barely and felt that I kind of wasted the last couple years um, and wanted to really turn myself around. And so I moved to Seattle uh, just a couple days before I turned 18, moved in with my buddy from high school, and we were both going to Seattle Central and just decided that I really wanted to invest myself and make the most of it. And so I took four classes a quarter and just took those three quarters that year and ended up getting like a three seven uh, through that time and said, okay, I'll apply to UW. Um, that was my focus during that year. And if I don't get in there, then I was just going to skip college, um, which is the only place that I wanted to go. And um, they ended up letting me in and uh, started going to UW when I was 19 and kind of turned things around, discovered a lot at UW and yeah, found Beautiful. my focus. Beautiful campus, beautiful place. Um, so what made you decide that you wanted to make this your endeavor, your business endeavor to uh, start Donate Kitsap? What was the thing that, because you've been around for a couple of years. If people don't know it, you should know it now. Um, what drove you into this profession? Yeah, so it was uh, March of 2020, and I was living in the dorms at UW at McCarty Hall. And um, we heard about COVID just briefly. And then all of a sudden it just hit everywhere and you learned things were closing up. And so uh, I only had 45 credits left in school at that time. And I really didn't want to finish online um, since I had already skipped basically two years of university with the associate in business degree at Seattle Central. Um, so I really want to get the most out of being on the campus there at UW. And I had just started to get out and meet people and work on uh, some projects. So I figured I would call a pause on school and work on some things uh, related to the projects that I was already doing, um, which at the time uh, was an app, a software app. Um, I had the idea, I wanted to build it. It was essentially a release calendar for limited goods and all types of stuff uh, that would Oh, it like for sneakerheads? Yeah, I was into sneakers and clothing and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was also doing embroidery, uh, which I got introduced to at UW because uh, they have a space called The Mill, the McCarty Innovation and Learning Lab uh, in the basement of McCarty Hall. And that was open until midnight. And so I could just go down there like 8 a.m. to midnight anytime and go work on their embroidery machine in the basement there, which had 10 needles. Um it was called a brother PR 1050X. And I just would never have been able to use a machine like that uh, otherwise. And so I got introduced to embroidery, found out I liked that, and was kind of working on that in combination with this app, which uh, I had a team of interns from the informatics uh, school at UW um, working on me or working on it with me. And uh, Greg Hay was a professor over there who helped me and sent out an email to all the students and, you know, got that team together. And uh, we worked on that from March to June during COVID. So that was my first project. 
And I realized uh, after we really got into it that all of the cloud costs and scraping the data, all of those things, I didn't have money for. And uh, the quarter came to an end. So that team was also uh, then done with their project, you know, mm-hmm. for that quarter. Yeah. Um, and so that was at the same time that I was just at home on the island here uh, from May to June. And I was just thinking about other things I also wanted to do. And everything was closed. Uh, at the time. And I knew I wanted to create something that was a resource. You know, the calendar was going to be a resource. It was going to give me experience to learn, connect, work with other people, really get out there and build my foundation. And I came up with the idea um, sometime in May of 2020 that I could open up a free donation pickup service um, because it really, to me, it checked all the boxes that I was trying to as far as I would get a build an operation get out there, provide a resource, meet people, interact, communicate, and try to build something that really uh, gave me a lot of experience and connections and knowledge. Um, and I essentially uh, said, okay, let's print out some banners or flyers and uh, went from there at the end of May. Uh, it was free service. Um, at the time, everything was free and we provided donation pickup um, just with an SUV a Ford Explorer. Um, and I did it for that first month from June to July and fulfilled around 60 pickups. And so it did look like there was a demand for it. And I just had a disclaimer on uh, the card that said, you know, a percentage of 10, 10% of donations would be sold to cover uh, operational expenses at the time. And uh, I figured I could hopefully fund it through that and then disperse the rest. And uh, did that for essentially the first year of operation. Ended up getting a trailer about six months in, and that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And, Can I stop you for a quick second? Yeah. Do you ever get pushback about taking the 10%? Uh, in the start, so we were all free services in the start, and it was only me. And uh, I don't think, for the most part, uh, I would say no, but I do think some people um, – a very small percentage of people were like, okay, well, you're not a 501c. Um, you know, you're doing this with an SUV, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, it was very unestablished at the time. Uh, you're looking sketch. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't brand. At the time, it was just called free donation pickup service for that first month. I was just testing, you know, to see if it was something that people needed mm-hmm. and if I enjoyed doing it. And so... After that first month, I put it on pause actually for a couple months so that I could get a plan together and think about, okay, how do I want to structure it? What do I want to name the service? All of that. Um, Because I found out during that month that I did enjoy doing it. And I think that people have viewed it as a helpful resource. Mm -hmm. So um, kind of at the end of the year, sometime around November, I named it. We got Donate Kits app. And uh, just really decided what I wanted to do with the structure. I drew a map um, with all the things that I essentially wanted to provide and connect and how they would all reinforce and support each other um, within the organization. Well, Kitsap's a large geographic area. Mm-hmm. Um, big trucks go through the gas quite fast. Yeah. Um, is there any idea or thought process of making a service fee? Because, I mean, when you take your stuff to the dump, you get charged $15 or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
why is your business plan based on 10% as opposed to uh, a fee? Well, so it actually is based on service costs now. Um, a free service was, that was in the past. Um, we don't provide most of our services for free anymore. Um, essentially, I did it free for that first year. And for me, it started as a donation pickup service. And I kind of had a hard time saying, okay, we're going to charge people to pick up their donations. Um, but over time, um, I found it just unsustainable uh, yeah, to, for pro sure. to provide the service we were. And as things grew, um, it wasn't just picking up small bags and boxes from porches, which is what most of the initial pickups were. Now you're picking um, up trash now even, right? Well, we're a fully licensed moving and disposal company at this point. Um, and it's a lot different than when it started as far as the scope of service we provide. So there's a lot of people that are, are moving, calling your services? Yes, moving, downsizing. Um, downsizing. Getting new furniture, wanting the old stuff out, wanting the new stuff delivered all types of stuff like that. Cleaning your garage, cleaning your storage unit. And you're doing something with furniture as well, right? Yeah, so, well, to explain the services, Donate Kitsap is a service and initiative organization. So on the services side, we started as just a donation pickup service. And since then we've developed and we provide full service moving, hauling, disposal transport, deliveries. Um, we have five trucks ranging from 10 to 24 feet, and we wow. also have a dump truck now. So we can provide all types of services, um, large scale and small, just single item pickups. Um, so then on our initiative side, which, you know, is really what I want to get out there. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to team up with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. And so go ahead, tell, tell people um, a bit of your visions. Well, so uh, just to give background, Tim contacted me through our website, uh, I think last week, and mentioned that he had done a coat drive last year and wanted to partner up this year uh, to fulfill the drive. And that's exactly what I'm working on. We're working on quarterly drives for food, pet supplies, clothing, and household goods. And it's just really a perfect fit. And so I said, absolutely, let's team up and get the word out there. Yeah. So um, we're telling you now, Podcastville. Uh, we're teaming up for a coat drive. There'll be drop-off locations, one in the pavilion at Sound Reaper Graphics, and once again for the third year at uh, wonderful Blue Canary Auto on Madison Avenue. I believe we're going to add a few other donation spots uh, this week. So please follow along on donatekitsap.org and uh, the Bystander Podcast on both Facebook, Instagram, um, and we'll keep you updated. There'll also be some references in the show notes on how to get a hold of Jacob at Donate Kitsap. But these quarterly drives are cool. I mean, we have fish line, we have helpline, but they can't do it all. And sometimes I remember a movie, I think it was Go Further, a documentary with Woody Harrelson, and he was talking about how he had changed his perspective from coming to Hollywood in this big Cadillac that got four miles per gallon and that every time he saw a cause, he put money towards it. And he described putting money to some of these causes was just like putting paper on a fire and it just burns hotter and faster. And he really set the tone for 
actually doing the work, being out there. Um, if you want to make a difference, you know, you go pick up the coat, you go find somebody that doesn't have a coat. And uh, I think that's what Jacob and myself and Clint at Blue Canary have all agreed to do this year. And we would love to see you at those locations donating used coats. And uh, if possible, a bag of new socks goes a long way to somebody that has housing insecurity. Um, tell me a little bit more about what you do with uh, recycling. Yeah, so when we pick up items, our main priority is to rehome them. Uh, and we pick up all types of items, anything you can imagine, uh, both residential and commercial. Um, so often, um, furniture will either be directly sold or dispersed to our partners in Kitsap. Um, we're always looking for more avenues, <clears throat> excuse me, to disperse uh, donations to. Um, anything from furniture, household goods, clothing, everything. Um, and you've also teamed up with Habitat for Humanity, correct? Yes. Habitat is actually where we bought our first truck uh, a few years ago now. That's and, so uh, ironic. Yeah, they, they sold uh, us our first 10-foot truck, and that actually really opened up all the doors uh, for development because um, it was one of the main things we were missing. So yeah, big, big thank you to Habitat for Humanity of Kitsap County awesome. and all the support. Did some uh, rummage sale halls for people here on Bainbridge Island? Yeah, the last two years we've partnered up with Rotary Auction um, and sponsored the auction as well as provided uh, pickup services um, for all their donations. So uh, we've done over 100 pickups in each of the last two years, and we plan to keep uh, that going with uh, 2024 and all the future years. So We always do our spring cleaning and... Uh, we do not have a truck. We have we're a one car family, small car, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I can't carry a couch eight mm -hmm. blocks to the rotary or whatever from my house. So I was desperately looking for somebody to pick up, mm -hmm. and I just happened to uh, find a kid that was home from college that I had coached uh, his soccer team when he was younger, and uh, he came through. And then I started telling people about his business. Um, but he was only here two weeks. Yours is much mm. more local and sustainable. Yeah, we're, we're here to stay. I want Donate Kidsap to live on long past me and be a resource for Kidsap County for the rest of the time. So it's cool now that you have a space too at Copper Top. Well, tell me a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, we have our facility at Copper Top where we dispatch from, and we also have a warehouse for storage. Um, essentially, uh, it's straight down the road when you enter Copper Top. And uh, if you ever want to come check it out, anyone who's listening, our address is 9463 Northeast Business Park Lane. Um, we don't accept donation drop-off um, openly yet. We're by appointment on that side just because we don't want to get overflowed. But uh, that is something that will be coming in the future. Awesome. Yeah, I see, I see clothing drop-offs, you know, the little uh, phone booth type things. And yeah, the blue bins. And books. Now, maybe we get a couple of those outside. Absolutely. I'm actually working towards getting those bins. Mm -hmm. um, they're not cheap, but uh, I also need a great location to get them. So that is something coming Team in the future. Team up with the people that are already doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So a little subcontracting or whatever. Just need to get that into place. I do want to get a couple of those in town here. Yeah, I was reading about these quarterly drives and um, checking out your website before you came in. What is going on with the 
industry labs. I didn't quite understand that part of what yeah, you're doing. So that is the kind of the longest uh, term view as far as that's going to take time to develop. Um, taking like dead batteries? What? No. So that's that's the best name. So I'm not a big fan of uh, like the word program necessarily. I don't think when kids hear program or things like that, they're necessarily yeah, I don't be programmed. Yeah. They, they don't really want to go to an after school program very often, especially uh, the youth that I would really think is going to benefit the most from this, which is um, kind of the kids who are less focused, um, not showing as much interest or passion uh, in school. Um, and I think the reason for that, because I face kind of a similar situation, mm -hmm. is just you really need to be introduced to enough different fields where you find what you're truly passionate and enjoy. And uh, I think sometimes in school, you just don't get it introduced to enough things. That's why I think uh, besides the place that we're in right now, mm -hmm. um, Alchemy Industries with uh, Jeremy mm -hmm. over there, um, off Sportsman Club, he has classes for welding and auto shop and yeah. uh, different vocational skills that you don't necessarily receive mm -hmm. from your parents or your um, education. Yeah, and I just think, you know, it's really important to have the people who are in those industries and have excelled in those industries really teach you hands-on. And teach the uh, next workforce. Yeah, know? because they're the ones with, you know, the true interest for those fields, and they know what it takes mm -hmm. to perform at a high level in them. And so I just think that that can transfer um, to the youth. I don't think, you know, it's not at all like it's a new concept or anything like this. I just think that it's much needed in the area, and we could design it. So that it's all in the design so that it's, whether it's immersive classes like Jeremy's doing um, or other methods, I just think the ultimate goal is to introduce these fields to them, let them know, hey, this is tangible, you can do it, mm -hmm. you can start. And that way, eventually you introduce enough to them and they'll find the things ultimately no. much earlier than they would have otherwise. That's, that's the goal. So you want kids can... to gravitate to, towards something positive and something that they yeah. will maintain their interest and aspire them. You know, I'm excited yeah. to do this. Yeah, you exactly. You don't want to go to a job that you dread every single day. Yeah. Or be, you know, 25 or older and just still trying to find that true interest of yours. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's first it's finding it and then letting them know, hey, you can do this and let's get you started so that you can develop and create, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Michael Rappaport. Thanks for getting me started. I've been broke now for six years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to donate to my show, uh, hook me up at patreon.com forward slash the bystander. I'd love your monthly support for the price of a cup of coffee. Um, occasionally you will get extra content, more pictures, more background story about the guests here on the bystander. Well, Jacob, I know you got stuff to do. Appreciate you giving a little overview of what you're doing. I'm looking forward to us getting coats out to people that need them this holiday season. And then more overly, I think having quarterly drives and getting the word out is going to be very rewarding and uh, successful. Yeah. Just another word on that. Um, if anybody listening would like to partner for drop-off or dispersal uh, for our quarterly drives, I'm planning on doing clothing, food, pet supplies, and household goods. Um, ultimately, I'd love to provide every uh, category each quarter of the year, but we're going to start with one and then build from there.
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to recover in a three months time and, and still get momentum on the next, next project. That's right. That's right. I like it. All right. Jacob Chimey with Donate Kitsap. Thank you for your time today. You've been listening to The Bystander. Be kind. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. See you soon.